is episode five of Explaining Football to My Mother. What do you want to talk about today, Mum? I'd like to talk primarily about kits. We've already touched on it and the referee kind of finding kit clashes and things. But they seem to change the kit in football teams every single year, don't they? They do nowadays. Um, they started that in the 2008-2009 season where they changed the kit every single year. At least the home kit would be changed every single year. However, before that, since the Premier League started in 1992, they would have a home kit and away kit and they'd rotate it every two years, but it'd be on a completely different rotation. Football teams seem to renew their kit every single year. I mean, how many kits should they have? They have a standby one in case there's a clash. How does that work? So they have a home kit, away kit, and if they're in Europe, generally they will have a third kit. And the third kit is so that... So there's no chance of a kit clash at all and you have a third option. However, normally the third kit is purely from the sponsor. So the sponsor will just... It's money. Um, so so the sponsor can pick any colour they like. So you might find that Chelsea, who generally wear blue, might have a, a spare kit. Did you say one, one is home, one is away and one spare? Yes. The spare kit could be orange one year, could it? In theory, it could be, but this year is quite interesting because in the 2023 season, Chelsea have a home kit which is blue and an away kit that's like dark blue and it's really odd. So I imagine the third kit's going to have to be used quite a bit, but we haven't seen the third kit yet. Would you not agree, unless this is just completely mad of me, that if everybody that played football in the Premier... Well, everybody that played football in the UK kept the same colour for their main t-shirt or their main shirt and the same colour for their away shirt that there would never be a clash it would all be okay that would be okay but especially fans would get really upset at that there's been lots of cases where there has been a kit that's come out and they're like that's not our kit colours that's not our home kit colours we cannot wear this and then the owners will have to go oh hands up sorry my fault and then change it back because just fans won't have it. That Their kit colour is so important to them. At least to my knowledge, the only club that I've seen it happen is in Napoli, where they released the kit and they're like, this is not our kit. We're, we're not wearing this. We're not allowing the players to go out and wear this colour. Was that the team objecting or the fans? It was the fans. So when they go to change, uh, and they're doing it every year now, when they go to change a kit, do they check with the fans they're happy first? No, not at all. Because it's mostly talking with the sponsors. And the sponsors go, happy with this? They go, yeah, release it, try and get some money. So the uprising in Napoli just came without anyone lighting the touch paper other than saying, this is what the kit looks like. Well, they have printed it up. Would they, would people, some people have bought it and that would make it a rare thing to have a shirt that was this thing that never, never happened? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That's the first time on this podcast you said, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go back to my initial reason for asking this. Why every year do they change the three kits? Why? Monetization. Purely money, as far as my knowledge is. The thing they post is that they say there's just such a high demand, meaning they have to make lots of shirts and sell them all for lots of money. Something that is interesting is you might go, look at the price of this shirt, look at the price of this shirt. And it's because football teams 
actually only get like I believe twenty percent. I was going to say who gets the money. Like the, the football teams get on average twenty percent. I think Liverpool have a special deal where it's a little bit more, but other than that, it's mostly the sponsor. So like the the producer, the ad like Adidas, Nike, that kind of thing. Uh, they get they all get the money. They get the bulk of it. Yeah. And so actually, it must be quite lucrative for uh, football companies to then put themselves out there is it the same sponsors let's talk about Chelsea because you know about Chelsea is it the same people that sponsor the shirts that have always sponsored the shirts no so the sponsors will have a contract and it would be quite a lucrative contract so when I was young growing up the main sponsor on the shirt at least in my memory was Samsung I really like the Samsung shirt. There's not a Samsung sponsor now. Then there was, uh, when I was born, the shirt sponsor was Fly Emirates. However, it's not that now. At the moment, there's not a sponsor, but it was meant to be Paramount Plus. Everyone was really excited because they had this gold badge and they had the gold Paramount Plus. And then because of clashes with the people that broadcast and sponsor the Premier League, it couldn't happen, which was really disappointing. So, you know, we talked about the transfer window when we first started this podcast. Yes, I do. Is there a window where each year sponsors come in and say, we'll give you this much, this is the kit, this is what it would look like, and then the football team ultimately decide who they're going to go with? I don't think there's a specific period, but if you think about it logically, generally most kits are bought at the start of the season. So there's no point coming in halfway through the season and getting your like being the main shirt sponsor. Also, clubs will have contracts of a certain length, and it will end the summer, or it'll end at the end of the previous season. If someone comes in halfway through that contract and goes, "Can we sponsor you?" They'll go, "Sorry, we've got this contract for this length." They can come in in a year's time and have a chat. But surely people do things in advance. I mean, the people are already planning. You see Easter eggs on the counter nine months before Easter etc etc and the you know the Christmas cards are already out for this year so people do things in advance or am I just being a bit pernickety about this no you you could be correct I I might not have the information um it would be logical that the sponsor would come in but it wouldn't make sense for them to pay them the money and be on the shirt halfway through the season they'd want to be on it at the start of the season where the peak sales of shirts are and you know places like eBay that sell vintage shirts, etc., etc. So, for example, I think recently you asked for your birthday to have the kit that was around when you were born. Is that right? Yeah, the 2003-04 season, yeah. So who will have bought those up? They'd be bought up and I, kept somewhere. I'd imagine they were just reproduced at a different time. So made last year, it's not a thing because they're not the original kits, at least not to my knowledge. So my question at the beginning was all about kits and how they change them every year or appear to change them every year. It is purely money. It's purely greed, is it? From my point of view, yes. So an interesting thing is, when the Premier League was made in 1992, the way they did it is they had home kit and an away kit and they rotated them every two years, but they were in a different rotation. So let's say, for example, in the previous season you released an away kit, In the current season, you released a home kit. In the following season, you'd have released a new away kit. And then the following season after that, you'd have released a new home kit. So the rotations was every two years, but in a different cycle. Which is more affordable. Whereas if you're changing them all together, which they are now, means that fans will want to have one of each, won't they? 
generally fans will only want the home kit which is probably why they've changed it the way they have the only time i've ever bought a kit that wasn't the first kit home was for you it was a goalkeeper kit oh i've got the yellow one with mum written on the back for mother's day yeah and I don't know anyone else. I think maybe a goalkeeper kit might be a bit of fun. I don't think I've ever seen anyone buy an away kit unless it's specifically really nice. Majority of people, like if you go to the games, you'll see home kits because that's your colour, blue, like for Chelsea, which is quite interesting. But does that answer your questions about kit, Mum? It does. So what do you want to talk about next time, Mum? Well, I thought it would be quite nice to hear uh, your point of view of the difference between watching a football game on television and actually being there. Sounds good to me. See you next time.